Blog Talk Radio. Mothers, you're not father's bullshit, right? 
Um, I don't know the predicament, the situation that a lot of these single mothers are in. I don't, I don't know how they've had to hold it down. I don't, I don't know. But I can speak from experience, and I'm gonna tell you that my kids honor me more on Father's Day than they do on Mother's Day because they know the weight that I pull, right? And they know the positions that their father should be in, but he isn't, right? So yeah, I already see it. I already see it. It's already in my spirit. I'm not gonna argue with nobody this year. I'm just gonna. Sh- just block you, all right? And we're going to be done with it because we're not on the same wavelength, you know what I'm saying? And that's negative energy, and I don't need any more negative energy in my life, all right? So happy Father's Day in advance because we do not have a show on Thursday. So happy Father's Day in advance to all of the fathers, all of the the the, the men who, who are enrolled of, you know, um, being a father, and to all of the single mothers out there who have held it down, um, some of you from day one, all right? I'm one of them. So um, happy Father's Day to you as well. You call it what you want to call it. But, uh, you know, that's your day as well. All right? So let me get off my high horse because, you know, I'm getting a little excited there for a minute. Also this weekend, uh, mainly on Saturday, I've been seeing on the 15th, and I'm not talking about that genuine contract that I just got tickets to either. Um, I'm talking about um, Juneteenth celebrations, right? So for you all who do not know what Juneteenth is, um, some of you may know it as um, Juneteenth Independence Day or Freedom Day. Um, it's an American holiday, and it commemorates uh, yearly on um, June the 19th. So it'll be Wednesday of this year. Um, but uh, the origination of the date was June 19th, 1865. Um, an announcement of the abolition of slavery in the United States of Texas um, and more, generally the emancipation of enslaved African Americans throughout the former Confederate States of America. Its name is a blend of June and 19th, the date of the celebration. Juneteenth is recognized as a state holiday or a special day of observance in 45 states. I saw a lot of celebrations going on this weekend. Maybe some of you been in the dark and you didn't know about it. Um, research, you know, Juneteenth celebrations near me. They'll pop up. Um, and make sure that you get in. And if you have children, you know, at this pivotal um, time, and people of color's life, um, we need to be making um, observations and holidays like this um, prevalent in the lives of our children because they are the future generation. So um, do your research on it. Find an event in your area. Take your kids. Take the neighborhood kids. You know what I'm saying? Share the love. All right? Um, This evening... Uh, we have a, a special guest. Of course, everybody's special when they're on the show with me, but she's extra, extra special because this is her first interview. And those of you who've been rocking with me since day one, like I say day one, because next month will be three years of Indie Fire. I can't believe it. Three years. We're on season three now, um, but three years of Indie Fire. So for those of you who've been rocking with me since day one, you know um, I've gone through a hell of a lot of co-hosts, right? And... um but my second co-host, his first interview was on Indie Fire. Uh, the first interview that he ever had was on, you know, the show. We've had several guests in the past where this has been their first interview. So it just makes me feel like what I do, even at the end of the day, when I look back and think, you know, was I really productive today or did I really just sit at my desk and do nothing? You know, it really makes me aware that um, what you are doing is not being done in vain, right? So um, I'm talking about romance author Jane Royal. She's raised in New York, and she carries the belief that love is the tie that binds us all. And we about to butt heads right now. I'm going to tell you right now, we about to butt heads because if you follow me on social media, you already know how I feel about love, right? So um, we about to butt heads. I'm going to say that. Um, Adding a flair for the dramatic, the novels of Jade's creations are romantic epicenters dripping with drama and passion. I like that. I'm full of drama and passion, you know. People be like, how are you full of passion, but you don't, you got a problem with love. It's a difference. I'm telling you, we're going to talk about it. We, we, me and her, we about to talk about it. This is no holes bar interview right here. So we're going to talk about it, right? Jade is looking to inspire readers by showcasing the different definitions of love experienced by all walks of life. Her books range from contemporary to erotica. <laughs> And her newly acclaimed paranormal chart toppers. 
date is encompassing romance on all levels and leaving readers hungry for more. Any fire listening audience, our followers and supporters, I present to you this evening my special guest, author Jade Royal. You know what? Hello. I forget to hit the button. When I do that, I'm supposed to hit the button, and it's supposed to go, woo, and the claps and stuff. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Let me show you your love right now. All right. All right. <laughs> Boom. There we go. Hello. There we go. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. It just poured. So I'm just like, now it's not, you know, the sun is trying to creep back out, but I was just looking like, really? What's happening? It's pouring, but I'm good. I survived the rain. That's what's up. No rain, no rain my way um, yet, but this is this is all off topic, but it has a lot to do with um, the company that I work for. Um, are you Were you anywhere near the um, incident that occurred yesterday? I was not. No. All right. Good. 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 So I want to jump right into to the interview, and I may get off topic a lot, um, just because I had not read your your bio, so in its entirety, I zoomed in on one word, erotica, and kind of just went from there. <laughs> but um, I I do want to back up just just a little bit and talk about the word love. Um, when it okay. comes to writing from the perspective of a romance author, like your work, is it is it fiction or is it nonfiction? It's fiction, but you are encompassing life um, ordeals or maybe the experiences yes. of others. What you write, correct? Yes, yes. yes. So, so these so, are things that could actually happen, even though it's a fiction story, these are things that are realistic, uh, certain topics that, you know, other people may have experienced, um, so it's not something that's too far-fetched, where it's like, what, this will never happen, so it's fiction, but some of the stuff is like, damn, I had that happen to me before. Mm-hmm. So, are you married? I am not, girl, I am single like a dollar bill, and I I don't know what to do with myself half the time. <laughs> So do you find that that, um, I'm still talking about uh, the word love now, do you find when you write, does that, and, and I know that you write from, you know, a place where you may have been before or a place that you want to go to, but being single, how do you write, mm-hmm. how do you write about love? How do you write about love? I think about uh, how I want, how I would want to feel or how I would want a man to make me feel, you know, if I met him, the things that I would want him to do, the things that I would do for him. Um, so it's all, it's more so an imagination, but also like a desire. Like, you know, if I had a man, this is, this is what I think love would be um, if we did these things together or if we showed uh, certain types of affection towards each other. So um, it goes off of that and then, People around me, um, friends, family members, you know, I look at their relationships. Um, You know, my sister is in a really um, very, very good relationship with someone, and I just look at what they have, and I'm like, you know what, that to me, that says love because of the way they treat each other, the way they feel for each other. Um, So I take not only from me and my imagination, but from people who are close around me who I know experience uh that love, you know, that taboo word. Do we know each other? Because you sound like my family, for real. Do you know me? Do <laughs> Do you know me? <laughs> we will talk about that later, but I swear you sound like you sound like some family. Um, yeah, we can talk about that. Uh, when did you first realize when when did you first realize that you wanted to be a writer? Oh man, um, years years ago. I I don't even. Well, the story goes. Well, my mother tells me that um, when I was younger, I used to read everything. So I would get newspapers and clip out articles, 
and just read them. And she said they would be the most boringest thing, but I would just sit there and read it out loud. And then she started actually buying me books that were appropriate for my imagination. And, um, and I believe when I was in elementary school, I think it was the third grade, I, um, I was in a poetry contest that I won first prize for, and I met, you know, I honestly don't remember his title, but he was some consulate high person from Africa, you know, and in third grade, I was like, I'm meeting the king of Africa, like, I didn't know, like, what he was, but I just know, like, he was, you know, I was just like, the king of Africa, I'm gonna meet the king of Africa, um, so that's when, like, it really started hitting home, like, yo, I'm just gonna keep writing, because I met the king of Africa, and he liked my poems, so from there, I was just, you know, I did poetry, I did short stories, and I just, you know, kept writing them down. I have notebooks full. Um, and I, I, so I would say that third grade, that that's where it started. Um, and as I grew, you know, as I matured, you know, the stories developed, they matured. And that, that's, that's where it started. So I was just like, I, I was always writing, I was always reading. Um, and that's me. When you sit down to write a story, do you know how it's going to end? No. Never know how it's going to end. I always have some outlandish and crazy idea of how it's going to end, and 99.9% of the time, that's not how it ends. Because then either, you know, the story takes off on its own sometimes and it ends how it needs to end. Um, but it doesn't, you know, I always plan for certain things and it just never happens that way. Um, so I just stop planning my endings now and just let it, just let it be. Describe your writing process. Um, the first thing I do is watch some crazy show, probably like on Lifetime or like ID channel or something. And my, you know, when I watch those kind of shows, my like imagination starts going, I'm like, hmm, this is an interesting thing. And I kind of just start thinking about what is, because, you know, as you said in, uh, in my bio, one of the things that I bring is, well, I try to bring is drama. So I always say, what is the most dramatic thing that could just happen to two normal people right now in this setting? So I tried to bring that. And then what I would do is um, I never start a story without knowing who my characters are. I may not, not, I may not know who they end up being because characters change from the beginning to the end of the book. I may not, not, I may not know who they end up being, but I know who they are when, they, when I start. So if I cannot define, okay, my character is this, that, and that, and she wants this, and she wants that, then I do not start a story because, you you know, characters are important, and to develop them, sometimes it's difficult, and if you don't do it right, it's just not good, and it, it makes your story really strange. So that's one of the first things. I figure out who these characters are, um, I build off of them, and then I build a story around them. How do you stay disciplined and not just distracted? Like, I know for me. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> I've been trying to write several books now for for a hot minute. And it seems like ever since probably March, I think March or April, I've had the bulk of my guests have been um, writers or novelists, authors. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's my, that's, this was telling me that you need to stop procrastinating and at least go ahead and put something out. But I got imaginary adult ADD, and I just can't sit still and and write, get it all out. But for me, my distraction, like if I had to write erotica, like I would be so distracted because I'm just, my mind is always on sex anyway. So I just couldn't. I couldn't sit still and write anything. So how do you stay, stay, you know, disciplined and not get distracted? It's really hard because, you know, there's the TV, social media. There's a lot, you know, I could be writing one, you know, a paragraph and then end up on social media and be like, how am I on Facebook right now? How did this happen? It's really um, a sense of what your, you know, what your personal goals are and what you, you know, are looking to achieve. So, I 
what I try to do is I reward myself after I complete a goal. So if today I said, you know, I'm going to complete three chapters. If I complete that chapter, then I binge on things that I want. Like if I want to watch a certain show or if I want to be on social media, then I'm like, okay, this is my reward because I sat here and I did all this. Um, so it's it's really up to how focused you can stay and, you know, how determined you are to get something done. And most of the time, I, you know, I'm just, I'm just very focused and I know some, it's hard for people to just stay and just write and do something, but it's just, when the story is hot in my head, I'm like, all right, just get it done, just get it done. And, you know, social media later. And, you know, I also have people who, the minute I go on Facebook, they're in my inbox and I was there, like, I see you posting, get the hell off Facebook. What are you doing? Um, and I'm like, dang, caught. <laughs> so <laughs> I just have to I fall back. And there's multiple people, and they're just like, well, you, you know, you want Facebook, but you ain't finished a chapter yet. And I'm like, damn, can I get a book? That's <laughs> the type of people that you, that you want supporting you, those that are going to motivate you but also hold you accountable for what it is mm-hmm. that, you know, you're setting forth to do. Like, I need that type of person for the gym because – yeah, I can't get motivated. To go if you find if you find that person, send them over here too because I'm your way, girl. Girl, <laughs> I told myself I was gonna be looking right for the beach, and guess what? I don't look right? like <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe by the end of the summer or beginning of the summer next year, I don't know. I'm pushing for winter. Like I always, I always look. look like winter, <laughs> you know? Right. Like, you know what? It's winter time. I have a whole winter to get my summer body ready. There you go. There you go. Um, what's the most difficult thing about writing characters from the opposite sex perspective? Because you never know what they be thinking. Like, okay, if I'm writing about a man, I don't... Because sometimes men, I don't want to... Look, y'all be doing the most. And... <laughs> You, I, you know, you, you try, <laughs> you try to put yourself in their, in their shoes, and try to figure out, like, why, did, why would he lie? Let me figure out a good enough reason, so it's not right. Legit. And then, you know, as a female, and I'm writing, and I'm like, he's so full of shit, man. You know, and I have to just, <laughs> I just have to just take it and just be like, you know what? I gotta be really strong point about what this man wants, but you know, if. It's hard, or then sometimes I'll just go to a male friend and be like, "Look, this is the situation. What is their response?" And their okay, first response okay. is usually what I what I take. I don't take revisits, rewrites. They be like, "Oh wait, no, no, no. You gonna put it in the book? Wait, let me." I'm like, "Nope, nope. You already gave me the answer." Um, right. So I usually take their answer and you know reformulate it, but keep it the same thing that they said, but just fit it to my character, and you know that'd be it. If you know, and then I, or I give it to them to read, like, what, you know, does this sound too lame for a man, you know, that's supposed to be cool or whatever, you know, because I'm a little lame sometimes, but, I, you know, that's the best way. <laughs> now, how do you select the characters? Select the character as in who they are? Yeah. Um, I think about what the like the story I want to tell through the eyes of the character or what people might want to read um for instance I uh one of my books is about a woman who's you know she's a nice big wholesome girl um but her boyfriend does not appreciate her to be that way and I feel like uh, some women who are thicker, who are bigger, they might have, you know, certain insecurities. And I was just like, you know, it's okay sometimes to feel that insecure, um, but you have to also find power in, you know, being confident about who you are. So I wanted to write about that female who starts up insecure and finds her power, finds her, you know, confidence. Like, I don't need you. Like, I'm cool with, you know, by myself. Fat, all right? If you want to call me fat, go ahead. You know, I'm proud. Um so I I wanted to write that kind of character because, you know, I felt like people could relate uh, with what she goes through um, in a way to find herself. So I think about what's relatable to certain people 
and um, make sure that those people also have a voice because some books you only read about certain things and you don't feel like, well, you know, I could relate to this book because, you know, things are certain things that happen and that's happened also in my life. And that's uh, really the line that we push between, you know, the fiction and the reality because it is fiction, but we want people to feel like, yeah, yo, I felt that down to my bones. So that's what I try to do when I um, create my characters. Just being right, right there, um, do you try to be more original with what you write? Or do you deliver to the readers what they want to read? It's half and half. You know, like, you always want to give the reader what they want, but you also want to stay true to who you are. So I, you know, I try to I try to do both, you know. I try to make sure that, you know, okay, I'm not just – because at the end of the day, these readers, they're supporting you. And you want to they you want them to feel like okay well you're listening to them and you 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 know you're taking their you know their words into into consideration because then they feel um, they feel appreciated so I try to you know do both um, the word original I you know sometimes I struggle with that word only because it's some of the things that we are writing. I wouldn't call the topics original because it's not new. So if I'm talking about um, a woman who found out her husband was cheating, that is not an original topic. You know, that is something we deal with every day. At least one woman today probably dealt with that. You know, it's not an original topic. The story in itself and how it unfolds, that is the original part because I, I made it up like, okay, well, we'll see what she does now. So when you mm-hmm. when some people say like keeping it original, I think about that. I'm like, well, nothing is really ever original because there's a lot of people writing about it. And just like I'm writing about that cheating husband, 50 other people are also writing about that cheating husband. So mm-hmm. um, we have to kind of find ways to take those uh, same topics and make them ours. Um, that's, I guess, in our writing style or how we develop stories um, that becomes unique to us. So when, you know, I say, like, I'm focusing on the love, the passion, the drama, people can recognize, well, this is a Jade Royal book, because look at all this sassy stuff going on here. And that's just me. Got you. Got you. Well, if you're just tuning in, you're live right here on Indie Fire. Two like Tuesdays with Nakia and our special guest author, Jade Royal. I give Jay the opportunity to grab a, you know, a sip of water, rest her mouth a little bit. This right here is Sadrina. <laughs> Head to the floor. You know I want you, baby. You can see it in my eyes. You look so amazing. Oh, what a surprise. You know how I want you, baby. You know I do.
Yes, if you're just tuning in, you're live right here on Two Lit Tuesdays on Indie Fire with your host, Nakia. And that was Sadrina, my homegirl from Atlanta with Bed to Floor. Um, yeah, just just put a name in. Put in Sadrina, C-E-D-R-I-N-A. Her name will pop up, all of her music, download it, listen, it, listen to it, and become an addict of uh, Sadrina. And uh, thank you, Jerusalem, for that drop as well. You're listening live right here on Indie Fire tonight with our special guest, uh, romance author, Jade Royal. Now, we've been talking about Jade and her, um, you know, process of writing and how she started and how she, you know, names the characters or, or, or comes up with the characters. We got the foundation, all right? So now I want to jump right into what actually goes into um, what she's writing. And I, and I told you earlier, like, I want to talk about, I don't care about the paranormal. I don't care. That doesn't fascinate me at all. And contemporary, that really doesn't fascinate me either. But the erotica, yes. Um, why this genre? Let me let me just start right there. Why this genre? Um... I don't know. I wanted to write something sexy. Like, ugh. (laughs) (laughs) I had the idea, and um, I was like, you know what? Let me just... um, The character that I wanted to write about was a woman who... She's small. She's petite. You know, she's bright smile. Um, long hair, and people look at her and be like, oh, she's so cute. And then she would just be like, what? I'm a grown-ass woman. This is not cute. <laughs> you know, like you. Yeah. Um, so men tend to treat her like she's frail, and mm-hmm. she likes to handle the big ones. You know, she likes to be like, look, mm-hmm. if you're not, you're not coming with the thunder, then I don't want it. And they just, you know, they just, you know, keep petting her and treating her like she's going to break. And she's really on a search for a man. She's like, I need a man that's going to take me to hell and back and then shoot me up to the heavens. You know, I don't want no, you know, because these guys, they just treat me. They're not doing it right. And I'm trying to tell them, but they don't want to listen because they think that I don't know what I want and I know what I want so she's really on that that search so I wanted to write about that woman um I didn't necessarily think that it would be erotic um I was just like you know what she's gotta she gotta find what she gotta find um and there's a lot of things that came into play for that book um but the basis of it was she needs to find somebody that's gonna satisfy her and she found it now this book is already out it is it is called seduced um it's a two-part series so it's uh um book one and book two is completed and it's on amazon all right all right guys you heard of seduced um two parts 
and it's available on Amazon. So make sure that you mm-hmm. you jump on it. I know I'm going to jump on it. I'm going to jump on it. So to write erotica, you yourself, do you have to um, – some part of you have to be a little bit bad, just a little bit, or do you just have to have a really vivid imagination, or do you just have to look at other people's lives and think, you know, yeah, I'm going to twist this just a little bit. I'm going to add a little bit of spice, you know, to what I've seen, you know, in other people's relationships. How do you write erotica? Okay. Well, writing erotica is – Erotica is a difficult genre, at at least to me, because of all the components that I put in my book. Sometimes it might come, it might not come off as erotica, or it might have like a mixture of genres. But erotica, like some people, you know, is erotica just sex every chapter, every sentence, or you know, is erotica what is you know what is erotica? So some people they. Erotica means different things. For me, to write it, I, I'm just saying that a vivid imagination is very, very useful. Now, half the stuff I write about, homegirl don't do. So I just have to take myself there in my head. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> let's, let's, let's flip on it, you know. Let's turn around and do a cartwheel on it or something just to – just to get it, you know, you can have that imagination and you could just go there. Um, of course, I love to take from uh, stories from real life people that I know. I like to include it because I feel like that adds to the realistic effect of my books. Um, so my friends, my sisters especially, my sisters love to tell stories. And they are, you know, they they just be all, they out. They be like, look, this is what happened. And I'm like, let me hear. And, you know, it ends up in a book, and I'm like, well, you'd have the time when people talk to me. I'm like, you know, disclaimer, you might be in a book because this is a juicy story right, right. right here. Um, right. So I use my imagination, and then I take from, you know, experiences of, you know, of people that tell me things that happen, and I'm just like, ooh, that was juicy. That sounds like, you know, it could be a really good scene, and, you know, I, I mash it up, I flip it, I do a whole bunch of stuff, and I just, you know, fit it into the book. Um, a lot of people, some people think that, oh, because you write erotica, like you're going out and doing this erotic stuff every night. And I was like, and you know, mm-hmm. if you, if you are, okay, that's fine. <laughs> what are you going to, I mean, so what? Um, and sometimes it'll be the innocent of people who write erotica. Um, and that's just because they have fantasies. They think like, oh, I want to do that one day, or oh, that sounds good. But you know, it's just erotica is not, you know, you know, held back for anybody. Um, so I think that anybody can write it, and anybody, whether you do it or you don't, is there because you could really just pull it out of, you know, you could pull anything out. Like he pulled this out, he did that: whipped cream, strawberries, cartwheels, you know, twerking, city girls, all of it, all in there. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing. I'm just putting myself like I'm putting myself in in your shoes. And like I know there's authors that, you know, they write and, and I said I wasn't gonna talk about this, but I feel that it is important for me as a soon to be author, um, that there are a lot of people who do not write under their own name, or they might write under a version of their name. Now, I got an author that's coming up in a couple of weeks who I'm I'm kind of scared to have her on the show because just in the stuff that she posts on a daily basis, um, I already know where her mind is. I, I'm scared as shit to mm-hmm. have her on the show. Um, <laughs> and she, I think all that she writes is, is erotica. I, I'm scared to have her on the show, but I, I'm not because I think, you know, it'll just open up um, – me to a place that I'm trying to get to, but I feel like, like, and and I did this. You mentioned a disclaimer, like I did this earlier. No, the latter part of last week, I put a question out on Facebook and I asked people like, what are their addictions, right? 
And so mm-hmm. um, if you answer with the wrong response, like if you said to me, like, food, I don't care about food because I'm not writing about food. Like, I want to know that you're addicted to drugs, and I want to know that you're addicted to, um, like, sick women. And I want to know, nobody, shockingly, nobody said sex. That's what I was waiting on. But, you know, alcohol, you know, the people were so vocal when I, you know, talked to them um, one-on-one, you know, their responses were, they were, they, they didn't hold back in anything that they stated. Then I let them know that, you know, this is for, I'm just gathering information for, you know, book, a book idea. And I just want, you know, feedback from other individuals. And when I said that, you know, then there was really open because they wanted to tell me, you know, like everything and how they're, you know, cause I, I gave them questions like, how does your addiction affect you? And, you know, um, does it affect your sex life and, you know, um, how, how has it affected, you know, your family, you know, that type of thing. But um, I did put that out there, you know, that, you know, you may read your responses in a book. I won't drop names, but, you, and they were all like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, drop my name, drop my name. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but I feel like, yo, as twisted as my life is, like, I don't have to, I don't have to use a vivid imagination because everything I want to write about, I've done it. Like, I'm grown, grown. You know what I mean? Like, and I want to write about mm-hmm. everything because I feel like, um, and I know there's probably people out there who um, write in this genre and they have gone through a lot and they put a twist on it, you know, but I feel like, um, like, I need to just get it out. Like, you know what I mean? Just get it out and, and move on. But I definitely think I'm going to have to, like, come up with a name because um, I'm not going to be able to write under my name. Like, my mother's a minister, and that's not going to look good. You know what I mean? Um, the people in the church are mm-hmm. like, what the hell is she talking about? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what is she talking about? So, yeah, I'm definitely going to have to, to, to <laughs> grab a tuna name and write up under that, for real. Um, but I know there it's, are... Yeah. are also not... Write, um, uh, Writing certain like writing certain topics, people always say like, oh, I need you know a name, a different name because I'm gonna write about this topic, and you know you don't wanna, uh, you know, disrespect anybody or make anybody feel any type of way, um, and that's like that's fine. It's just that sometimes I feel like you have, if you like, you don't wanna necessarily hide, I guess, because I. You know, things like erotica, because it's not, you can't say, like, oh, well, this is based off my life. You can just write a story, and, you know, you don't have to say, like, oh, well, this is based off me or whatever. People, you know, readers will take it as how they interpret it. Um, I just think that it's, people should just stop being ashamed, not not ashamed, because they're not ashamed to write it, but ashamed for certain people to see it. And, you know, when I, uh, one of my books, it's, you know, it had a sex scene in it. And, you know, this is the first book my mother is reading, and she read it, and I was just like, mm, you know, and then she, at the time, I was at home with her, and she, like, came into the room, and she's like, wait a minute, I was like, hmm? And she's like, what is this? I was like, what do you mean? It's a book. And then she's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know, you know, about all this sex stuff, and I'm like, whoa. I am 27. What are you talking about? You didn't know I know about sex. This makes sense. Um, so it was a it was a little embarrassing, but then it was just like you know, it is what it is. Like I'm not hiding. I'm not. It's just so it was it was a little weird. I'm like, oh my goodness, she's reading this whole sex scene and she's like into it. I'm like, oh dear. Um, but I just learned to just. I was just like, I'm just gonna accept it. Whoever reads it. They reading it and they know it's me. It is what it is. But I understand what you're saying, you know, uh, about the church. Um, and I'm not sure if I know any authors who are closely related to the church that have written erotica. But it's a genre that people love to read. I don't. So I don't. get in there. The and and now I tiptoe around those people because like I didn't know them prior to you know like a friend of a friend being like hey yo this is so you need to get on you get on the show and then I found that the you know they're Christian fiction authors and I don't really know what to talk about um and and, and when I you know come across them on Facebook you know I want to tiptoe around what I say but then I realize you know I, that's why I got two pages for for that reason right there so that on my main mm-hmm. page I can say whatever the hell I want to say I can be me. 
You know what I mean? And then on the other page, the backup page, I just tone it down, you know, just a little bit. But I just feel like, I feel like um, when I was younger, um, I always had to write in journals um, because I, I kept so much bottled in. And so I always mm-hmm. had to write it out, you know, so that I would just, you know, my migraines wouldn't be so bad. I wouldn't be so stressed out. I wrote everything in journals. Um, but I feel like now I, I have so much that's pent up in me that it needs to get out. And these are stories that I feel like people need to read, not only the Veronica, but I feel like, you know, my life stories, these are, you know, these are issues that people need to, to read about, that they need to be aware of, people that don't realize how they can overcome certain situations. You know what I'm saying? I, mm-hmm. I can want to um, can put that out there and, and they can read about it. And so, but I do feel like I need to mask, you know, just a, l- a little bit because, people some people may have known but they may not have known to the extent that I'm about to put it out there you know what I mean um so I need to come up with a name that's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna come up with a name and we're gonna go from there um what what was one of the most surprising discoveries for you in creating your books oh um um that's a hard one. I think the most the, the most surprising I think that I was surprised in how many people um how many of our black audience, black readers actually want to read uh paranormal books. Um because I'm guess it's not a genre that is heavily saturated with black authors. So when I wrote my first paranormal, it was because I was, you know, I said to myself, you know, I love to read the genre because I like the mystery and I like the romance that's uh, in the books. But all these white characters, you know, I'm just trying, like, I want to read about a nice black man uh, saving the day and not um, as some atypical character that's a shadow or something that they're always describing them as. I'm like, why? Um, so that's when I was just like, you know, let me see if I can write this book. So I wrote that paranormal book, and, you know, when I um, made a post about it, I've got so many readers that was like, you know, I'm excited for this book because there's not enough uh, um, books catered to black readers that are paranormal. So that was really one of the most surprising things. And I found like this whole niche of readers who were just like, give me that book, give me that book, I'm going to read it. So that was one of the most surprising things um, that I've encountered. And it also pushed my level of imagination it made me realize how difficult it is to write that kind of stuff. Um, but it also made me appreciate how um, how easy it is to kind of be an author when it comes to having a vision and just putting it down on paper and just, you know, telling that story. Um, and I felt good to kind of give readers something that they felt like they weren't getting Um in large numbers so I'm just you know there's a huge now there's you know there's a good bunch of us that write paranormal and you know I'm glad to be a part of that so people feel like you know readers feel like oh well I have more than just three or four authors that's going to give me those types of books so that's probably one of the most surprising things that I've gone through. Would you say that that is one thing in your writing that um you never would have thought you would have done? Yes. I actually remember talking to my aunt, and we both are heavy readers, and we both read paranormal romance. Um, And she said, um, because she knows I write, um, so she said, why don't you try to write one of these books? And And I said to her exactly like, what? I cannot this is too much, like, it's too much intertwining and mystery and, you know, who did it and, you know, all this stuff that I I didn't see myself being able to do it because to create a whole new world where, you know, it's not like a fiction book with, with realistic elements that you can be like, oh, well, this could happen to somebody. This is, I'm talking about, like, a vampire or something, and those are not real. So it's like, it's very, it was very hard for me to 
imagine in my head writing about it. Like I couldn't, I, I didn't feel like I could do it. Um, so when I did it, I went to her and I said, hey, guess what I wrote? And she was like, you finally did it. And this was years apart, years. Um, and it really made me sit back and think that I actually grew as an author because I was able to expand my imagination to get this thing done because five years ago, this was impossible for me. I was like, I cannot do that. And to be able to do it today, um, it's like a little, you know, it's like a little triumph for me. I'm like, yeah, I did it. I think that would probably answer my next question, but you can expound upon that. What does literary success look like to you? Literary success. Um, I would say growth um, from book one to your last book. Is there a level of growth that you've reached in terms of how you write, um, your style? Have you established who you really are? Because sometimes the first book is always, well, you know, I have a story to tell. I'm just going to tell it. And then you say, well, I, I like writing these stories. Let me continue. Um, so then you start to really learn your craft and understand who you are as a writer. So I feel like that is, you know, a major part of li- uh, literary success. Um, secondly, I would say that if you have, uh, you know, even if, even if it's just one, you know, if you post your book link or someone messages you or you read a review and they're like, oh, my goodness, I love that book. Like, that is a success. Because you're looking when you put a book out to move people, to get people. You want people to like your work. You want people to be like, damn, that was a good book. Um, And to have at least one person reach out to you and do that is really, like, that's, that's you know, a success in itself. Because everyone could be like, I ate it. Or, you know, I didn't do it. I didn't like it. And, you know, you just that one person is like, you know what, this is a good-ass book. I can't wait to read more from you. Um, you know, now, and I think I've had, you know, I've had readers say to me, like, you're, I'm going to be a fan for life now. Like, that is success. And it's hard to come by certain readers who are going to be with you forever, or who, who, who says, like, I'm going to read every book you put out. I don't care what genre it is. And as someone who writes multi-genres, that's important because I, I want to feel like, okay, well, this person, she's not just invested in my book. You know, she's invested in me as a brand or, you know, me as a writer, not just, oh, well, she wrote that kind of book. I don't like, you know, it's, it's not my genre. I'm not going to read it. Um, so having someone invested in who you are as an author and not just your book, that's also, um, I think, part of success, you know, being successful. What one thing would you give up to be a better writer? What one thing I would give up? Woo! Okay. Um, to be a better writer, what is one thing I would give up? Oh, boy. I would... I would give up... Oh man, what would I give up? I'm trying. To... I man, this is a tough one. Um, I think that I would give up all the. I I don't know. It's it's hard to say what I would give up because already as a writer you you give up certain things in terms of what it, what you're going to commit to or the time that you're going to commit to writing a novel, the money that you're going to put into it, the hard work you're going to put into it. So you're already giving up a lot. Um, I would give up my time completely day, night, whatever it is, to be a better writer. Um, I, you know, I give myself over to anything that I have to do. Um, That's why 
when it comes to writing books and being like, okay, well, I can't sit in one place and write this book for this long. I get distracted. You know, that's me giving up. No, I give up that distraction. I give up that, oh, let me go hang out with my friends because I just feel like it. You know, I give up that to, you know, be writing, to be reading, to learn, uh, to develop my craft. Um and, you know, I'm not somebody that has, like, a high social life anyway, so it's like, uh, you know, I just put myself full force into it. So anything, everything that comes with the writing, I try to dive into it so deeply that, you know, it really becomes me. And I'm not just saying, like, I'm an author today, but maybe tomorrow I'm not. You know, I'm an author all the time. You can see me walking down the street. I am, that you know, that is who I am. What one piece of advice could you offer to someone who, who may be listening now or who may come back and listen to a playback show um, who, you know, they got the pen, they got the paper, um, they got the notes from the laptop, um, but they don't know where to go from there. Um, what what piece of advice could you offer to this aspiring writer or author? I would say don't think about necessarily what you feel like people are going to want to read or how you feel like you should be writing your book because you're putting it out to the world. Think about what it is that you want, like the story that you're going to create um, and just write it. Oftentimes, you know, we write our best work when we're not thinking about, oh my goodness, are people going to like it? Or, oh my goodness, I can't believe I'm putting this book out for everybody to read. Um, for someone that's never been published, it's hard because you get into your head and you're like, oh, you know, I'm so nervous. I can't have people read this because now they're going to know, you know, how I write. They might critique. They might do this. But you kind of have to let all that go and just be who you want to be. So if you're going to write, you know, that romance, and people tell me all the time, like, oh, why don't you write something different? I'm like, no, love is love. It must happen. So I just, you know, I just write it. and um. I allow myself to feel what the characters feel. I mean, I really get into the story. So I would say, don't worry about what nobody got to say, sis. Just write what you want, and it will flow. Like, it will flow once you let go of anything that's overbearing on you, everything that, that doubts you, any negativity. Just let it go, and the words will flow. There you have it. I do want to give you the opportunity to, to now to go ahead and get your contact information out, all of your social media information out, so that anyone who's listening now or who may come back and listen to a playback show, if they want to, um, I don't know, if they want to give you some character ideas, if they want to, of course, purchase your books, you know, if they, they, they want, I don't know, for whatever reason, they want to, you know, get in contact with you, the floor is yours for you to go ahead and get all the information out. Okay, so you can find my author page on Facebook, um, romanceauthor.jaderoyals. That is my Facebook author page, romanceauthor.jaderoyals. You can also follow me on Instagram. And on Instagram, I go by authorjade underscore royal. And lastly, my Twitter, you can find me on Twitter at Royally Romantic. That is Royally Romantic. Um, or if you want to email me, that's authorjadeboyal at yahoo.com. I accept all emails, all friend requests, likes on my author page, tweets, Instagram friends, followers. I accept all you can talk to me. I'm very open and welcoming to conversation. May you have it. And you can, you don't yeah, and you can follow me on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> on Amazon as well. That's right. When you go over there to purchase um, your book. Yes. yes. I want to take the time now to thank you so much for being here with me this evening. Um, you could have been anywhere, but you... Um, so graciously blessing me with your presence here on Indie Fire this evening. So thank you 
Thank you. Thank you. Make sure that you're following Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Once you're on the show, your family, so you're welcome back anytime. Uh, make sure you're following the show on all social media platforms at IndieFire. That's E-N-D-I-E-F-I-Y-A. Make sure you're following me on all social media platforms. Girl in Motion, G-R-L-N-M-O-T-I-O-N. No show this Thursday. This mommy will be on the campus of East Carolina University with her upcoming freshman for a new student orientation for the next two days. So um, wish us safe travels as we depart early, early, early in the morning. Um, we will be back here on next Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with author Asira. Yes. All right, so make sure you're tuning in. Um, and then on next Thursday, we actually got some music, guys. Got some music. Um, uh, the hip-hop group New Wave will be here on next Thursday. So as always, I want to do with a quote. When you make music or write or create, it's really your job to have mind-blowing, irresponsible, condomless sex with whatever idea it is you're writing about at the time. That's Lady Gaga. Until next Tuesday, and again, happy Father's Day. Have a good night.